ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you listening in. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. Go back and listen to all the other 27 episodes that we have. This is number 28. Anyway, so if you're a long-time listener, a subscriber, thank you again for listening in. Thank you for uh, supporting us. We really appreciate it. You know the drill, guitarwank at gmail.com for all your questions, queries, theories, abuse, aggression, support, suggestions, blah, blah, blah. You can go there, guitarwank at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to guitarwank.com and find out all the latest information that we will be posting. Winners of Guitar Wank competition. Again, congratulations. We'll be getting those prizes out to you uh, very shortly. So hang in there and uh, we thank you for your patience. We would like to thank our sponsors, right? So Dear Dario, Guitar Strings, Fishman, Triple Play, Jim Dumlop, Guitar Picks, my music masterclass. Well, you've got to go there and check out Bruce and uh, Scott's videos. And they've got two new videos coming out, which is I've seen Bruce's new one and uh, Scott's new tone video, which I know everyone's going to jump all over that as well. So lots of great stuff at mymusicmasterclass.com. Sennheiser microphones, you guys rock. Thank you so much for all your support. Sir Guitars and Amps. You know, Scott plays Sir and has for a long, long, long time. They make amazing gear. So check their stuff out. Wire World Pro Audio Cables. These guys make serious guitar cables, audio cables, exotic pedals. Thank you, guys. They make killer pedals. If you haven't got any of those pedals, check them out. Uh, we should get Bruce to do a pedal. I think that'd be fun. It will do nothing, but it will have lots of lights on it. Riffmasterpro.com. That's another great one. Two notes. Thank you guys, all the sponsors out there. Really appreciate it. Um, a couple of big things to announce. Well, you guys know about the Guitar Wank Roadshow. This is something we've been kind of working towards and we're kicking it off on September 1st at Musicians Institute. It's going to be huge. There's going to be lots of vendors and gear and all that kind of stuff there. Some of our sponsors will be showcasing some of their latest and greatest stuff and you will get to see Bruce play a set with his trio and then Scott Henderson play a set with his trio and then we'll do a live podcast from Musicians Institute in Hollywood, California. So that'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It's going to be a great test and if you're in the area, please stop in. And to make sure you secure your seating at the first Guitar Wank Roadshow, you can RSVP through guitarwank.com. So make sure you go there so we lock in your seats and we know you're coming. We uh, really encourage donations. This is a free show, but uh, to keep this all going and to really get to Guitar Wank Roadshow off the ground, uh, we really appreciate any support you can give us with donations. Remember, it's a free show of Bruce and his trio, and then Scott playing in his trio, and then a live podcast. So there'll be tons of questions and back and forth with Bruce and Scott, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. We're really excited about doing it. Besides that, we're not just leaving it there, folks. There's way more. There's more to wet your palate. We are offering you guys the VIP Guitar Wank experience. This is where you will come to California. You will come to the Guitar Wank Roadshow, VIP seating, you get the whole experience. Then we're going to take you guys out to dinner. And then we're going to have a open counseling session at Prohibition Studios with Bruce and Scott. 
It'll be an amazing hang. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're interested in doing that and having this VIP Guitar Wank experience, go to the website, guitarwank.com. Check that out. All the details will be posted there. All the details for the Guitar Wank Roadshow and how to RSVP and secure your seating there will be on the website. Do it before the seats fill up because there's only limited seating for both those uh, experiences. So uh, without further delays, let's check out what Scott and Bruce have installed for us this week guys welcome and what the hell do we have for the listeners on this episode 28 you know uh, why i play a strat what because it hurts more when you hit people seriously with it. i'm serious i just answered this on my message board it's, you know people know that i occasionally play a les paul on the records for layering and stuff but the reason I play a Strat is I when I started playing guitar, my first guitar was an SG, mm-hmm. and I had that for a couple of years, and then I switched to a Les Paul, and I played a Les Paul for about at least seven, eight years. Yeah. Right? That was my guitar. Well, I was in Ohio in this cover band, and the keyboard player knocked the guitar off stand, headstock, headstock pops off. Ugh. He can't afford to buy me a Les Paul, so he bought me a Strat. And that's why that's I play it. a Strat. I started playing a Strat. I couldn't afford anything else, but I played a Strat. I got used to the sound, and that's, that's why I it. play a Strat now. And you can't, and yeah. headstocks won't break off a Strat. Yeah, thank goodness. So why is it about the Les Pauls? I've never had okay, one. Okay, Les like Pauls, I'm, first of all, it's that you're angle. You're right behind my Les Yeah, my you know, they're the angle <laughs> on the back of the neck there. Like, that's no. really dumb. Yeah, you shouldn't keep it that close to the wall. The, the angle, you see that, that angle at the end of the headstock yep. right there? That... All that tension is right there where the nut is behind the nut. Mm-hmm. And it's it's mahogany wood, which is the softest, which is way softer than maple. Mm-hmm. And then it's a heavy instrument. So when it hits the ground, it hits the ground with a lot of impact. So you have a, re- a really weak point with a, with a wood that's not particularly strong and a lot of impact pressure. And also the reason why is because the 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 tuning pegs are bent backwards. backwards. So you've got More so much pressure on the nut from the string. Right. That's why if you try to pull a string off the nut, it's really hard to yeah. pull it off because there's about a million pounds of pressure on that nut. Right, so that, the, that angle yeah, is if, killing it. So if it hits the ground, Done. headstock's going to break right off. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why the most broken headstocks you'll find are on Les Paul's ES-335s and ES-175s. And the reason why L5s don't break near as much is because the neck is maple. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. That's wow. why it's way more stable. You, you'll have much less. It happens, but it's really rare for a maple neck to break like that. And, of course, the Strat doesn't even have that reverse ang- that back angle no. on it. And, yeah. it's, it's, and the Strat is not a really heavy instrument, so it's not going to hit the ground yeah. that hard. Yeah, it's a pretty durable instrument considering you see the rock stars that have smashed strats <laughs> on the how, ground and, and they pick them up and play them. Break it. <laughs> they don't it's, break. You know, like they're like working their ass off to break <laughs> yeah. this son of a bitch. You know, yeah. it's like well, Hendrix had to put it on fire. You yeah, know? yeah. he's he like banging it. on it, banging yeah. on it, and it's still like going. What? That's all you got? Yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever had to hit, use your instrument as a weapon mm-hmm. to protect yourself on stage? <laughs> I never. Have. I did when, when it was in the case I, at a bus stop in San Francisco. A guy tried to mug me. Oh, yeah? And I used the case on him. 
Awesome. L5 this. Uh, I just came around as fast as I could, like I was answering you because you came up from behind. He said, you're going to give me that. I said, what? And I just came around real fast with the case like a baseball bat and just nailed him with it. (laughs) And then then ran off. I mean, he was on the ground. I might have killed him. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Might have killed him. Uh, I didn't wait around to find it. Yeah, good move. Good move. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the joys of being a guitarist. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I mean, we I was one of my biggest fears was someone would steal my shit, you know, and and I'm not saying people don't do it, but damn, you know, I mean, why would they want to steal it? They'd have to practice. (laughs) Like I know know, I mean why are you gonna steal something you gotta work on, you know? Steal something like a computer that's you can turn over for money right away. (laughs) I've never had a guitar stolen, knock on wood. But I know a guy that always would just get his guitar stolen. Somebody stole my Fender Twin with JBLs once. I felt like he was going to sue me for like his back going out or something. <laughs> it's like, have it. If you can steal it, you can have it. You I got, I got it back, though. I got it back. You got it back? You haven't had a lot of instruments I've, I've never had an instrument stolen. I've been really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really lucky that way. I've had... Um, plenty of chances and done some really dumb shit like leaving my axe outside the hotel room door uh, you know when you're carrying your suitcase and yeah. you, you close your room and then you realize oh wait a minute wait, like six guitar. hours later your <laughs> right. guitar has been sitting out in the hallway oh, the whole time right, right. and no one took it and it's like wow you know i'm a dumbass but yeah. it's just just been lucky that no Luck. one has 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 taken it I remember Willis one time, and in, in, of course this is Japan, but we were on a, one of the trains, and Willis left his bass on a train stop. Oh, no. And the train just takes off to go to the other side of Tokyo, <laughs> and he gets a call, you know, because he had his number, in, you know, on the case, and yep. somebody called him and said, we have your bass. And, and... It was just unbelievable. Now that would only happen in Japan. Japan right. good like that. But, yeah. No, yeah. it would happen if I found it. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, well, I you mean, found it. You know, there, that's just the other day when I when I lost my computer. I thought, where did what happened? Did I leave it in my room? Maybe I left it when I was paying the parking guy, right, right. and it's sitting there in the parking lot, and someone just came up and grabbed it, and it's gone. And I was like, okay, is this how, what's going to happen? I was really upset. Like, because to lose your laptop, to have all your private personal oh. information in it, it's, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And luckily, I found out that it was still sitting in my room where I left it. <laughs> yeah. Did you call the school and they went? Yeah. And, and they went and got it. And, you know, I mean, there has been stuff stolen at MI. Oh, yeah. Amps uh, and stuff. Amps, yeah, computers. Yeah. Uh, someone, someone, I think the reason now that there's a lock on the teacher's lounge and you have to have a key card to get in the teacher's lounge because someone broke in and stole three iMacs wow. from the teacher's lounge. And nobody knows if it was somebody from the outside or students or what. Who knows? But, ballsy. But it, it, it's, that's kind of a ballsy thing to do, steal computers in the, in, in, right in a school where there's cameras everywhere and security desks on both entrances. Yeah. It's like, you got to really have some fucking balls to try (laughs) anything like that. Yeah. Cause it'd be pretty easy to catch you, but they did it. Wow. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's professionals out there that are just waiting to steal your shit. You know what happened to Tony McAlpine? You heard about that probably, or maybe you didn't. It was, it was big news on Facebook that they stole every single thing he has. What? He was on tour in Texas, I think, 
and they were at some motel and they were they were doing the van with the U-Haul behind, which a lot of bands do, which is actually one of the worst things you can do right. because a U-Haul is so fucking easy to break into and yep. steal stuff. All you need is a bolt cutter and you're in. Yeah, and, and you never hear them do it. And yeah, and if yeah. there's no alarm, which U-Hauls don't have alarms, so they, in middle of the night, they emptied out every piece oh. of gear that they had, amps, guitars, the whole thing. Damn. Pretty soon we're going to be able to like microchip stuff so you can GPS it. And yeah. Well, you can do that now. You've got that oh, tile. Never mind. Yeah. Look. <laughs> well, they got even, even my dog Buster's got a microchip. <laughs> my dog's got one too. If they put it in, it's not they with put GPS. It in a guitar. No, this one, I mean, it's with called the, thing the tile. Where you know, it's like 25 bucks. It's the yeah. tile and you can stick it anywhere and GPS mm -hmm. it. And yeah. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. If you lose shit. That's the thing to do is just put it in, in the cage. In fact, there was just a thing on Facebook where, and I believe this was also in Texas, where they just busted up a major crime ring whose specialty was musical instruments, stealing from musicians. Wow. And it was something like 300 people involved in this crime ring, and they got the bosses, and they basically got everybody there was a major bust like wow you know got all these people and that was their business to steal Still. musical instruments well, you know god what, what, what all the other good things were taken so they took i guess <laughs> i mean maybe it's a maybe it's an easy thing to pawn and get money for easier than jewelry maybe it doesn't pay as much but maybe it's easier to get away with yeah so so that, that had sucks. become that had become their you know, their motive, their, their yeah. little their thing. Their business, yeah. Their business was to steal from musicians. Bastards. And, uh, yeah, they even had the pictures of the three people. It was two guys and a girl. And they had had their pictures, their mug shots up there. And they, they busted them. Just in, only yeah. in Texas. Only happens well, in Texas. I'm <laughs> thinking it was Texas. It may not have been, but it seemed like it was Texas. To all our but, Texas fans but, out there. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. That's, yeah. It's kind of scary. So, do we um, do, do we have any other news from you guys? I don't know. I'm boring. <laughs> I am gonna have a gig in Chicago on the 25th at Reggie's. 25th of July. Mm-hmm. Oh, 25th of August. August. Then, 25th of August. 25th of August at Reggie's in July, and then the next day we fly to Mexico, and then we're playing a festival in Mexico. But I got I don't have the name of the place. Then we have a gig in Mexico City, and then we come back for the for, for the, the guitar for the guitar wank show. show I have Taiwan. a million gigs between now and then, but I don't want anybody to come because I'm probably going to be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I have after the the next night after the guitar wank show, I'm at the Baked Potato, and then the next night at Alva's in San Pedro. Right, and so we're kind of just trying to, you know put as many gigs in a row together as we together, can yep. in the summer. And then October, I have a big, a long tour, Asia, and then India, and then Europe. You go to India? Mm-hmm. Whereabouts in India? Probably play in Bangalore this time Bangalore. instead of Mumbai. Right. Um, Love to go there. I think that'd be awesome. I've been there a lot, and it's really fun. Yeah. It's a fun place to visit. I'm going to Germany in September. You go to Germany? Germany. You're going to the Deutschland. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, great. Well, if you're in those countries, go see Scott and Bruce. Yeah. Woohoo!
<laughs> awesome. But remember, how do we support Guitar Wank? Buy CDs. Check out my music masterclass. Oh, wasn't that a... Donate. Donate. Support our sponsors. Blog. Blog about us. Be part of this community. Let's. We want to hear about you. And send questions and complain about us. It's okay. We're used to it, man. I have an ex-wife. I know what that's about. <laughs> oh, and I, I should mention that the tone video that I just did yep. for... Is it coming out? It's going to be... He's, he's editing it now, and... He says it's going really smoothly, and so I would expect that, you know, probably maybe within the next month or two, it'll be out. As will mine. As yeah. Burn to Learn Braces. is going to be coming out, he said, in about a month. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so that's really cool. I'm really looking forward to, to getting some feedback on this tone I'm video. I'm excited about both of these videos. Yeah, me too. I can't great. wait to hear the tone one, especially I, I worked, now that I'm not going to play with an amplifier. <laughs> yeah, this will be really good for you. You can learn how not to turn any knobs. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce can watch it and just be like, thank God I don't have to worry about this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. Boy, we sure covered a lot in this video. Uh, this I mean, is, it's, it sounds uh, great, man. It's, it's the most thorough video ever made, I think, on tone. <laughs> Even if you don't like it, you'll have to say, well, it's thorough. <laughs> is it going to be one of those videos where I'm going to like, oh, man, do I have to go buy all that kind of stuff to get great No, tone? you know what? I think it's more about, well, I mean, I can't say if you've got a bad amp. Right. You know what are you gonna do? Yeah, you gotta start. You got a, a good bad product. amp. You yeah. do have to have decent gear. Yeah, yeah. I mean that whole thing about electric guitar. I mean there 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 are certain parameters that are nitpicky. Mm. Yeah, where where you say like the here's here's a Strat, here's another Strat. They both sound like Strats, but which one do you really think sounds the best? And I'd say that's getting on the nitpicky side. You know, because it still sounds like a Strat, and if you touch it right and you play it right, you can make it sound good. Mm. You know, I could say that a good player could pick up any Strat and make it sound good. You know, so so it's more about the amp, because the amp is the... <laughs> that's like, <laughs> if you got a bad amp, there's not a whole lot you can do about yeah. it. It's the, it. You can turn the knobs, but if it's nothing's working... And you just, it's just impossible to make this fucking thing sound good. And I have played many amps <laughs> where I just, you can turn knobs until you're blue in the face and it just sounds like shit. The best guitar in the world won't help you there or your touch or anything. Yeah. It's going to sound bad. So, yeah, you got to have a decent amp. I mean, sorry, but, but there's, you know, there's plenty of good amps out there that aren't like these expensive $4,000 amps. You can get a good, you know, the Fender Deluxe that they hot rod deluxe or the the, the reissue deluxe sound, sound nice. They you know, sound they, great, yeah. they sound the good. Put a better it. speaker in it, put some good tubes in it. Yeah. Sounds fine. Yeah. So you're talking like I mean, four hundred bucks. You know, Jeff Beck plays through a Marshall DSL two thousand and gets what are they? great tone. It's just that amp really? that you have right there. That's you know, you can my friend just got one in perfect condition for six hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. And that's a decent amp. Yeah. Plug that through a good good Marshall cabinet with you know with good greenbacks in it, and it sound great. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't you don't have to spend a ton of money to get a decent decent rig. Or you can just get a tricone. Or you just get anything and national just play without it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one will hear you. <laughs> be a fart. But, be a, fart a, lot, in a, a, a lot of people are under the wrong impression that you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to and. And 
I'm not going to put down certain guitar companies, but go on. Go ahead. You know, I, 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 they're really, it's getting to the point of ridiculousness because some of the most expensive guitars are also the worst sounding guitars ever made. Mm. I'm not going to mention anybody, but I will just say that if you're buying a guitar for the way it looks, <laughs> it's probably going to sound like shit. And that's simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to buy a guitar with a quilted maple top and gold <laughs> hardware and, and, and you know, or some fucking wood from Hawaii yeah. that looks amazing and it's got like 15 layers of paint on it to make it all see-through and aqua, <laughs> aquamarine, orange, <laughs> quilted this and quilted that. That's a piece of shit. It's not, it may look good, but... <laughs> It ain't gonna sound. You good. say those. You say those guitars at Nam. Yeah, those yeah. are four thousand dollar guitars, and it's, it's and a every piece of art. every every guitar every every guitar. Well, I wouldn't say guitar playing. Let's say guitar owning lawyer and dentist and doctor <laughs> is gonna buy one to put on his coffee table in his living room and tell all of his friends, no, don't even touch it. <laughs> it's a coffee table piece. That's not gonna sound good. Gear gear is a. It seems like it's it's made its big resurgence again. It was like, you know, the Bradshaw racks and all that big gear from the 80s and stuff. And then through the 90s, it really died down. It was like one pedal, one amp, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like boutique this and we have all these amp shows and it's all these YouTube. It's a sign the economy is better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess, well, right? there's nothing wrong with boutique amp shows if the amps are good and they're no. made by good people. But it's like the, there's all these shows on YouTube now, like I guess similar to what we're doing, but we're not doing the gear thing, but critiquing amps and critiquing gear and blah, blah. What, and, what I don't like about the whole boutique scenario is a lot of it is a ripoff mm. because you've got guys like in Maine and in, in, <laughs> in South Dakota, and they're making their amps in their basement, and they're just either copying someone else's design or the, you know, they don't really know what they're doing, and they're advertising it as the greatest thing since sliced bread, and people buy them without even hearing them first yeah. because of the ads and because some wanker in, at Guitar Player Magazine gave it a good review when that's the last thing I would trust is a magazine because who the hell knows who's given those people reviews. I've, I've, I've seen some very bad gear, very positively reviewed in magazines. And it's like, wow, who the hell would paid. say, who's getting paid, right? Yeah. Who's getting paid to say this shit sounds good? It's, it's, it almost sounds political to me. Well, you, you know, I, I would trust like a, 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 a Mac magazine, like Mac Addict or Mac World. Because right. when something sucks, they say it sucks. Yeah. They give it a one star and they say, this thing's a piece of shit. We tried it. We think it sucks. Mm -hmm. You don't ever see that in a guitar magazine. No, Every never. review is it's positive. It's wonderful. Yeah. wonderful. If you want to sound great, get this. So... There's some money going. They always have pros and cons, but it's never, don't waste no, your money on no, this. This no. is a piece of crap. Never do they really give a review like, like, yeah, like. Yeah, screw like, you guys. Yeah, like Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> if a movie's bad, it gets 20%. You know, our e Ebert 
com. You know, <laughs> right? you get one star if it's a shit movie. It's a one star movie. I mean, it, this doesn't happen in the guitar world, and that's why I'm very skeptical. Wait a minute, of, my uh, records always get one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm skeptical of it because I just don't think that that there's too much bad gear out there to be reviewed. You know, they review everything and give it. They rave about it. Yeah. And people buy into that bullshit and then they're disappointed. And and uh, so it's always better if you can hear it first before you, or better yet, compare it to what you're using now and hear and a, do a real A-B test before you go out and spend your money on something. Yeah. It's so much more intelligent. And, and also read the the magazines and and check out what your favorite players are actually using you know i love this guy's tone what amp does he use that's a bigger endorsement than than some idiot in a magazine going hey this sounds good man well, like dude this sounds good a lot of big players yeah. will endorse amps no i mean what they really use yeah what they really use because there are guys that play guitar who will say anything good about an amp if they're paid to say so. Yeah. I'm not talking about those guys. Oh, those, are the, the, oh, we got lots of guys. I know guys yeah. that have so many guitars. Yeah. They get a free guitar and they, you know. They, they rave about they, it, for, yeah. For one day yeah. and then they put it away and they yeah. talk shit about it the rest of the time. Yeah. And they got all these free shit. Yeah. I would never do that. I'm an honest guy when it comes to that. I only endorse gear that I really believe in. Yeah. And, and if someone gives me something I don't like, I wouldn't sell it even. I would give it back. Yeah. So I'm super honest and a very high integrity level when it comes to that kind of stuff. I don't want anybody to think that I'm... That's why I quit Ibanez. Are you with Ibanez? I was with Ibanez for a long time and they, they made me a guitar that I liked, but then they wouldn't sell it. You know, and I was like, well, you guys, you made me this great guitar... How come the public can't have it? And they would say, well, Scott, you know, you're, you're really not playing an Ibanez. You're playing this thing that you told our, our master builder to make. And it's closer to a Strat than anything we make. So then they decided to make a Scott Henderson model. And when I saw it, it had a Floyd Rose bridge on it. And I was like, what the fuck? You can't put my name on this. This is the closest thing you can make to a Scott Henderson model. And they said, yes, yeah, this is as good as we can do. And I was like, well, I think we've had our, our a moment and bye. And that was it? That was it. Yeah, I left. Didn't you, you, so, didn't you have a Model 2 of Ibanez? Yeah, I had a great Ibanez guitar. I, had a, I, I played, yeah, it, for, they I played, it, I played good, it for 20 years. Yeah, they made some good hollow bodies. That yeah. George Benson model was a nice guitar. It's a decent yeah. guitar. Yeah. 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 I used that on an album. I, I, they, they loaned me a George Benson uh, model to play Stella by Starlight on a tri tribal tech album, mm -hmm. just a duet with yep. the keyboards, and it was it's not beautiful tone. Yeah, it's a nice guitar. Yeah, that's their that's their real thing because their electric guitars. I always thought they sucked. Yeah, but yeah, uh, anyway. yeah well they made me a nice one, and, and they just never went to production on it. But it was a great guitar, and I played it for like twenty years, and then I just sort of switched over to more acoustic style guitars, and ended up with my L five again, and. Here I am. Doesn't Schofield play an Ibanez? Yeah. Yeah, and so that's a Pat great Matheny. sounding guitar. And it, Yeah, and Pat, Pat Matheny, Matheny too. So that, yeah, I think that's their thing is hollow bodies. Yeah.
talking of uh, Benson, how are we getting Benson on the show? Oh, Benson too plays one. Yeah. Uh, well, I've just put the word out. You know, I've been waiting for him to get back to me. That's all. Well, yeah, you be great. He left you a phone message. You go, George, yeah. get, on, get your ass on the show. He'd be so cool to have on the show. Oh my God, boy, I'd have a million questions for him. We could, we could do a whole, we could pretty much do the rest of the year just on a George Benson show. Absolutely. That'd be just so cool. He's quite a personality. Yeah, and, and both as a person and a, and a guitar player. Yeah. Talk to that guy forever. That'd be really Amazing. cool. So we got, Amazing we got guy. Benson, Landau, Lukather. I'm going to just say, we've got these guests coming up. <laughs> when we don't know. When we don't know. We'll get them. We'll get them. If we have to drug them and drag them here, that might be even Eddie fun. Van Halen. Eddie. Now, Eddie. I saw some footage of Eddie the other day, and it was just like, God, that was just, that's an ex- extension of him. That guy is unbelievable. He's a great guitar player. There's My no doubt about God, it. God, you forget how good he was he, when you look back when he was just this kid. Super just, brilliant, man. Killer. It'd be so cool to have yeah. Eddie on the couch. Yeah. Amazing phrasing. Just I remember I have I have some bootlegs of him before he even did the two-hand tapping thing. Yeah. And it's just the most wicked lines and phrasing. Just rhythmically wicked. And it had nothing to do with he didn't even do any two-hand tapping right. and always already just playing his ass off. So, you know, you add the speed, you know, the, the super fast tapping thing, and it was just the icing on the cake. And who, was, who was the guy in the back? Is it 1930s or something was doing all the two-hand tapping? Oh, yeah. I forget that guy. Oh, my name. God. He was amazing. Who was that in the 30s? Oh, yeah. yeah some... Was it the 30s? Would have mm-hmm. been 30s? I saw yeah, I a video of about him, it. and he's, he's, he's playing. He's a Spanish guy, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, Eddie was not. I mean, yeah, Eddie took I it. I mean, to we Eddie took it, but Stanley this Jordan, was, you know, look at what he Sure. Yeah. So, amazing. Yeah, Phil does a lot of that stuff. Phil De, Phil DeGray, you know. I want to see this guy play. Really oh, man, that concert he just did was just stupefying. Just, everybody's mouth was on the floor. I was sitting next to Sid, and Sid was just, how the hell? What the hell? <laughs> we were both just looking at each other and laughing like no he just didn't do that yeah it was just sick wow you know, would he uh, would he be good to have the on the show oh man that guy's the funniest guy oh, ever he? yeah oh, he's, we gotta get him he's on the got show. the funniest sense of humor can we get yeah. him he's, yeah i'd love to he's that'd be incredible. cool tommy Manuel. i'd love to get tommy yeah, yeah tommy tommy's too. awesome just amazing there's some amazing cats out there to be just so fun to talk to sure and are. Derek Trucks. I'd like to get Derek Trucks. Even though he's, he seems. Pretty I played quiet, a gig with him one time. Oh, you did with Derek? Yeah, we we he opened for us. Or, yeah, he did. He opened for us. So I saw like you know half of his set because we were at dinner, and then you know we went and caught the last half of his set. Is was, this years ago? Was or was he's pretty. No, it was a long time ago. So he was young. Yeah, young. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know I can't really say anything. Um, the only negative thing I could say about it is the, all, the, all the songs were Dorian. Mm. I mean, the whole night that we saw was Dorian. Right. Every single song, they were improvising off the Dorian mode. So that got a little old to me. But what he plays 
is just so soulful. Mm. He's got such a touch and such a nice tone. Yeah. And plays just really great phrases. And he just, you know, he just really has He really the, sings. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, if he gets a little bit more harmonically sophisticated, you know, and just at least changes it up from plays a few major tunes right except you know my, instead of minor or maybe even goes into some phrygian sounds <laughs> you know just something else besides dorian uh i, I would have enjoyed it more if, yeah. if there was just a little more harmonic content i think he's music. i think he's definitely there now like he's yeah probably and yeah. he's he last interview i saw him talking about getting into like indian tunings and all this different oh, phrasing yeah. well, from then, that there you, you know, go he's then he's then he's getting yeah, there. He's um, there. Um, I remember seeing a Shakti concert with John McLaughlin, and and it was a great show. I mean, the tabla players were just unbelievable. Yeah. They were just killing. And it was a really good show. But the thing is, is the whole concert was in E. <laughs> like every song was in the same key, and that drove me crazy. I just wasn't prepared for that. It's like hearing one, even two songs in the same key drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah. So to hear a whole night in the one same key, drone it was kind of like hard on me. And I was great grateful for the tabla solos when they would happen because the music would stop and like, thank goodness, <laughs> no more E for just a minute. Bruce, did you have did you experience some lovely bagpipes in Scotland? Yes, I heard plenty of bagpipes in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> you did? Did you go to some did, weddings? And... No, no, they're just on the street. Oh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. You, you can't yeah. get rid of them. They're just on the corner. You know why bagpipers march? Why? To get away from the noise. <laughs> <laughs> They've got it. What do they wear under their kilts? Oh, uh, you know, I'll never tell. <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh bagpipes that's a great instrument man it's really an interesting contraption to watch them play it yeah, yeah. i think it's one of the most made fun of instruments besides the banjo <laughs> and the trombone what was that banjo joke you told me it was so funny what what the, you know why there are no banjos on star trek no why because it's the future <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one where where no, that's good. guy leaves his banjo in, in 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 the car, yeah, and he comes to get it, and he sees the windows broken, and he's thinking, oh shit, someone stole my banjo. But when he gets to the car, there's two banjos there. I can't look at flute. I can't listen to flute anymore after um. Anchorman with Will Ferrell, <laughs> but he does that big jazz solo. And like every time I hear flute, I just think of Will Ferrell. It's such a great bit. It's a great bit. So, what was the biggest thing you you learned about Scotland, Bruce? The biggest thing I learned about yeah. Scotland? What what did you come away just thinking? about I could Scotland? live there, man. It's you could a live there. Place. It's a beautiful place. I, the people it's really nice. green, isn't it? The food was great. The people were cool. It's super green. Yeah, it's soulful as shit. They have a lot of fun. They're uh, a happy bunch, aren't they? Yeah, the I just really, really felt very at home there. Is it rainy like England? Uh, yes, it is. Uh -huh. But I mean, it, we were, I was there in the summer, so it was rainy, but not. it wasn't their rainy season. Mm -hmm. right. I'm sure it gets, it's cold and dark, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of winter. And they're, they're not shooting as many of each other over there, right? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because they've got bad aim. 
<laughs> they got bad at oh they, they drink too guns. much they can't hit uh, nothing <laughs> sorry that was a dig wasn't it yeah. Oh, yeah no it was lovely i really i think they're wonderful people great quality of life uh you know the unbelievable scenic beauty an amazing architecture if you like old shit you yep. know i mean castles and stuff rivers and lakes and mountains and valleys and lots of scotch to drink what's what's not to like here yeah right billy conley i love billy billy it's fucking great (laughs) all right and uh we should say good night all right all right thank you for coming once again all the way from scotland on his world tour what slangevar what's slangevar that means cheers Uh, in what (laughs) In Scottish, in Gaelic, I guess, or whatever like they Gaelic? call it. Yeah, I think whatever they're, yeah, it's, it's a Slangevar. It's like Slangevar. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Scott, what do they say where you're from? What's that? <laughs> Is that what they say? What's that? What do they say who where dat? you're from? No, that's who dat, they say. Where I'm from? Yeah. What do I... they say when they cheers? Is it just... I don't think they say anything. They're too drunk. It's, I'm from Florida. Everybody's <laughs> drunk down other. there. Yeah, they're dr- drunk and shooting each other. They shooting don't have each anything other to crocodile say. Crocodile or alligators. Yeah, my people. friend, we, we were touring down there, had a few gigs in Florida, and, <laughs> and the bass player that I was working with at the time, he says, so you're from here? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you know, everybody looks like they were in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Floridians? Yeah. Really? Well, you know, I was, I remember, I I grew up in West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach, when I grew up there, was really nice. It was a, it was kind of middle class, just was, was a nice little city. Right. So I guess it was maybe five or six years ago, I was in Europe and I was just trying to find CNN or something. And I, I just ran across some documentary crack, you know, in the, the, crack in the usa the the downfall of society or whatever it was some documentary and and i looked and i started recognizing places and then they, it was actually filmed in west palm beach and they made it look like beirut oh wow <laughs> yeah and i was like wow is it really gone that far down and then i went there a year later and yeah it was wow damn is the, it because all the old people have moved there to retire? Well, no, it's <laughs> what it is is basically the nice areas have moved west where it used to be nothing but woods. Mm-hmm. And the coast where I was brought up is there's a lot of hookers and drug dealers and a lot of crime. So it's changed. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. it's it's changed. Now maybe now I haven't been there in a long time, so maybe it's changed back. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. But when I went back to visit all the nice areas were were what used to be woods. Wow. Used to be nothing but woods. And as soon as you get to the place where I lived, which was maybe seven, eight miles from the ocean, everything from the ocean to that area was pretty run down and not looking too good. Wow. So I hope that's changed, you know, because I haven't been back to Florida now in at least 10 years. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it's, it's How better. How long did you live there? I moved from to LA when I was about 25, I guess. You lived two or 25. Yeah, so wow. I've been here a lot longer than, yeah. than than I was in Florida. Yeah, and all your family yeah. still back there? No, they they weren't they from there anyway. Out. My mother and father were from Tennessee, 
they just moved to Florida for my father's business. Oh, okay. And I never had any relatives in Florida, really. Yeah. Tennessee, because, where? Uh, Chattanooga and Nashville. Oh, okay. So, when, so after I left home, my sister left home, they moved back to Tennessee. And the only contacts I had in Florida were friends. And one by one, they all started leaving, too. Yeah. So now I have very few, I can count them on one hand, yeah. uh, friends in Florida that I know of. Because everybody has moved to wherever. Everyone's got out. Mm-hmm. Not a lot musically going on down there, I can tell you that. Yeah. I mean, University of Miami puts out some good musicians, but there's nowhere for them to play. So they all leave. Yeah. Which is the reason why Steve Morris and Jocko and Pat Metheny <laughs> and all those guys <laughs> didn't stay in Florida. Because they all went to University of Miami, but th there's no gigs down there. Yeah. So they bailed. Yeah. And went to New York or places where there where there was some some gigs. Wow. Florida's hard. Yeah. Sounds like it. Not good. Man, they're they're musicians though. The kids they got in that school now. I just uh, I was the judge at, at the Monterey Jazz Festival Next Generation Festival and the Miami the Miami band was so great. Wow. Those yeah. kids were so great. They had some good This guy named Shelly Berg took over the Oh, school. I know Shelly, yeah. And, and you know, he's just really super aggressive and gets mm -hmm. the best kids and the best teachers. And mm -hmm. He's just really great. And, they, yeah, they were just really a badass band. Of course, there were a lot of really great bands. The band from USC was excellent as well. And I heard a lot of great high school bands, too. Man. By the way, Slayer is playing at the... Uh, Montreux Jazz Festival this time. Oh, that's good. They Sl just, well, I, Slayer. I, I, I mean, I, what? I turned the gig down, so they got them. S Slayer. <laughs> I mean, of all the bands really? for a jazz festival. How does that work? I don't they have They get a lot of idea. money, and they play, and they bring a lot of people to the festival. Yeah, I guess but so. Is but yeah. but it just is, you have want... heard Slayer, right? Yeah. They're, they're like, you know, the, the frog in the... Frog in the Throat band, you know, yeah. the death metal yeah. type of band. And I can understand like a bluesy band like Led Zeppelin playing at a jazz festival because they're bluesy and they're, they got a thing happening that's, that's based on Delta blues. Right. But Slayer, <laughs> they're like so not anything bluesy or jazzy at all. But I guess if they bring people to the festival, that's a good thing. But yeah. what kind of people are they bringing to the festival that are going to be into jazz and Slayer. Well, a lot of people are. I mean, you know, there's. I mean, there's people with diverse tastes like me. I like Meshuggah, and they're kind of death metal. Yeah. I just like them because they just have all this really, completely wicked syncopated rhythms that I that I enjoy. Yeah. Just because I think it's cool. Yeah. You know, I'm not like a huge fan, but I do like them. So if they were going going to be at a festival with other people that I liked, I would say, yeah, that's a cool addition. I go yeah, see them. Yeah. Slayer, that's, <laughs> that's another thing. I just, man. I'm just trying to picture the people sitting around the desk and they're around, who should we get for this jazz festival? And someone goes, <laughs> I know, Slayer. Bruce Foreman? No, nice. Bruce Slayer. <laughs> no, nah. no. You know, get Slayer. <laughs> really, man. That's the what I told Slayers, them when they called me. I said, really, Slayer? I don't think they're doing anything that day. You gotta get uh, they, they, they're saying, I heard Bruce is going this acoustic direction. Let's get somebody with some fucking volume. Man. Yeah. And Bruce, and you, and you say jazz is dead. And they're getting I Slayer. I, I didn't say jazz is dead. <laughs> well, jazz I is... said it just smelled funny. <laughs> well, apparently it's live and well because they're getting Slayer. Yeah. <laughs>
That's great. Yeah, that's funny. And on that, we were note. talking that at the teachers' lounge the other day, and and you know some of the rock guys that like Slayer were going. They were actually calling Slayer like sellouts because they were playing at jazz festival. It's like that's the only way you guys can get any work is sell out and play a fucking jazz festival. <laughs> that. It's Which was funny. I, I love it. You know, like the reverse of what I know, we talk I know. about. They're losing all their cred because they're taking right, gigs. Right. <laughs> I thought it was so Were they funny. Serious? You guys sell out motherfuckers <laughs> playing a jazz festival. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really out. funny. Splaya sells out a jazz festival. <laughs> oh, man. Great comedy. <laughs> all right. On that note, we shall say goodnight. Scotty, it's always a pleasure. So long, you guys. Pleasure to be here. For our 20s, whatever it is. So, Bruce. Osmosis Amoeba. <laughs>